Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another week. This is a brand new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We thank you so much for tuning in, and we're excited to get into some things today. How are you feeling? Great. Looking forward to spring. Uh, Winter uh, was pretty nice to us in the beginning, and then now we have all these Arctic blasts and all these you know, sub-zero temperatures and all this crazy stuff that's been happening a lot lately uh, that just motivates us to get spring a lot quicker. Um, but other than that, everything is really great. Blessed to be here. Happy to have another opportunity, another chance to share with each and every one of you uh, things that are happening around the world, things that are happening in music, things that are uh, that we think are interesting and or important uh, to share with you guys and just start those conversations. As always, you know, we have these conversations here. We present these things to you with the hope that you're continuing the conversation over on your end. Uh, so that's that's what we're here for today to do today so yeah definitely i mean and it has been very very cold today was like six degrees when i got up yeah. in the morning i mean it was freezing and we were we are in new york yeah. so that's kind of you know what we're dealing with over here hasn't really snowed yet so that's a good thing yes but um a lot of times the cold can get people in a funk it can get people um just feeling down and out and we've spoken about this before how unfortunately it seems like the weather does affect people's moods yeah right that's true and um speaking of you know people's moods <laughs> right earlier today i sent you this instagram video that was going viral of this pastor in arizona yeah going off yeah on, on his, his church yeah absolutely in reference to reading their bible and you know if you obviously when it comes to viral videos nine out of ten times maybe eight out of ten times they go viral for the wrong reasons this is one of those moments where uh, he is really uh, angry and he is yelling and he's banging the pulpit and he's, you know, throwing the Bible down and he's, you know, reprimanding his congregation for their failure to uh, read the Bible and, you know, even simple things as, you know, read the tracts that they're handing out to other people and being uh, educated in what it is that they believe in. He also shares his frustration as to why he is so angry and he's angry because he doesn't like the place that the church is in currently and you know with there's been a lot of talks about pastors and leaders and we've spoken about uh, this subject in many of our previous episodes and you know in this situation we see a pastor who is obviously over it he is done he is upset he has maybe we i want to assume that he has tried other ways to communicate this to his church and get them to fall in line and do what they're supposed to do and it seems that everything he has tried has not worked and now he has decided to go the angry route yeah, I mean, and anytime I, you know, you operate out of frustration and out of anger, even if it's for the right reasons. I mean, yeah. everything he said, he had valid points for yes. talking about how it's important to read the Bible, important to read the tracks and the information that's found on the back of the tracks, yeah. right? And he was just kind of going in on his church for not reading, not reading the tracks, and you know, pretty much was saying the church was founded upon the Word of God, and obviously he, for whatever reason, he feels that his church is no longer you know putting the word of god as priority and taking out time to read the word and he just definitely let out 
his frustration and his anger on the church right then and there. And um, it's just very important to remember anytime you operate out of anger and operate out of frustration, the results are never what you actually want. Yes. You know, it's like that whole idea of scaring people into submission, scaring them into obeying you, you know, putting fear into people so they do what, you know, you want them to do. And it's very important to remember that that really never works. You know, we have to be so careful, you know, as leaders or as pastors that if we find ourselves in situations like that, that we take a minute to analyze the situation, take a minute to cool off if we're upset and, um, you know, remember that there is a right way to address people. Yeah. Even if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, the comments um, are sometimes hilarious to say yeah. to be honest other times they're a little mean uh but then there are times that they're also very true uh someone had commented he needs a vacation and counseling pastors need pastors this man is drained and i think that that is true where a lot of times especially our pastors you know we're spoken already about being mindful of our pastors, their mental, their mental health, taking care of them, checking in on them or whatever. Um, you know, it is important that, you know, a, our pastors and our leaders have the ability to step back and be like, hey, man, I need some help because I'm really stressed out or I'm frustrated. I don't you know, there's this certain situation that's going on. I don't know how to fix it um, also. But, you know, they, they also need that time off. And, you know, we've seen it time and time again where pastors are either dealing with things that are stressful are dealing with mental illness are dealing with frustrations and they do things that are not the correct thing to do. Yeah, I mean, and it's unfortunately that, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of these pastors, it's, you know, we hear about it in the headlines and the news before it even, you know, uh, they have the opportunity to get help or reach out. And, you know, just last week, a California megachurch pastor uh, took his own life. He was found dead in his home from a gunshot wound that was self-inflicted. He was a pastor of a 6,000 member church. His church was called Real Life Church. And he was struggling with mental illness for a long time. His name was Rusty George, and he was the lead pastor. And um, they released a statement on behalf of um, his Facebook page where he spoke about it. And he spoke, uh, the church actually spoke about it, saying that it's with a heavy heart that we confirm uh, we suffered a tragic loss on our church staff this week. And... Um, I'm sorry. It was Rusty George that released the statement. statement. Yeah. There we go. And Jim Howard was the pastor. And uh, Rusty George in his statement said that our pastor, you know, we suffered a tragic loss. And Jim Howard, which was the pastor of the church, uh, took his own life. And, um, you know, Rusty George, the person who wrote this statement, you know, basically said in his uh, statement that Jim suffered in private with mental health challenges and some which he bravely discussed in public and um, others, I guess, that were more personal that he was wrestling with um, in the last few months. But again, we see, um, you know, another pastor just go down this route. Another pastor feel, you know, the pressure. They feel, you know, the the attacks, the intensity of just, you know, spiritual warfare. And, um, you know, it's important that we remember in these moments, you know, who to go to in those moments and what to do and what role the church plays in making sure our pastors are well taken care of, yeah. you know, especially their mental health. Yeah. You know, it's, it, and it's, you know, uh, sometimes I feel we're just so repetitive and, and it's repetitive because it's unfortunate that we continue to see these things 
happen. Um, and our job as a church, um, as leaders, as just people in general is to try your hardest to be there for people when you see them going through situations or you know even even if they look good because in the article it speaks about he was an energetic tornado he was this he was great at that he was so amazing um you know and you have to constantly uh be checking in with people when you know that they have the history uh sometimes dealing with depression or being down or being out of it or whatever like fully committing like checking in you know not no no you know halfway there random text or whatever but really being actively involved in checking in with them you know and just try your best unfortunately these are things that people have to work on individually in the sense that they have to be able to take themselves out of the funk they have to be able to push through they have to be able to deal with whatever it is that they're dealing with um, because unfortunately that that thing is a personal struggle but we can be the support system to help them through it so that they don't feel alone that while they may feel down they know that although i feel down there's someone here with me that is trying to motivate me that is trying to push me that is there for me in case i need to talk to them that is there for me in case i need to just go take a walk and you know catch a burger eat a burger or something like that you know we have to be that safety net around them but you know it is also up to the person so if you are someone who does struggle with depression you struggle with suicide you struggle with self-esteem you struggle with whatever that your situation personal situation is know that you're not alone and reach out for the help yeah and i definitely want to elaborate on that point of just reaching out you know, a lot of times, you know, because of a position that you hold or, you know, fear of what people will say, a lot of times these emotions get bottled in. I'm sure being a pastor of a 6,000 member church, it's not easy to, you know, publicly announce that you're struggling with something or go to the people that are looking to you for strength and go and basically admit your faults and admit your weaknesses and admit what you're really going through. And that can be challenging. You know, it takes a moment where, you know, you have to kind of put all of that to the side and at the end of the day you know you are responsible for your salvation and you have to do what's necessary for you to grow and what's necessary for you to get out of that pit that you find yourselves in and if that is taking a break from something if that is you know reaching out to a group of people and making sure that they hold you accountable and all of that then you have to do what's necessary to get better at whatever it is you know whether it is suicidal thoughts whether it is depression whether it is just you know getting in shape and your eating habits you know whatever goal you have in mind you know you have to be sure to put your best foot forward reach out ask for that help and also you know once you get that help be willing to be held accountable you know and a lot of times we see that um you know some of these pastors will speak on this issue and then i maybe they feel like okay at least they spoke about it and that's pretty much it but that's really only the first step yeah. you know it's unfortunate that um we have to talk about this again another pastor struggling another pastor that has taken their own life but um again this is just a reminder to keep your pastors in prayer keep your leaders in prayer keep your friends in prayer and um just know that you know there's help out there there's a solution and you know this definitely is not the answer um, you know, and Tasha Cops not too long ago, just uh, last week, released a new song titled This Is A Move. Yeah. Um, it's an awesome song. And I think it really encompasses 
everything that the church is longing for mm -hmm. right now, everything the church needs. Um, I know I've been watching the video like over and over again. I mean, you know, she performed it live. It's a live track and you definitely can just feel, you know, the that declaration in the lyrics that when Jesus is in a room, miracles can happen, yeah. you know, and it's just kind of declaring and professing that, you know, we want a move, that this is a move. This is a move of God that we desire, that we want within our churches. Yeah, you know, and I and I what I take uh from her song as well is the fact that God is still actively moving, that we serve yes. a God who is alive, we serve a God who is strong, who is who is aware and awake you know her line you know if you go to her lyrics she talks about mountains are still being moved strongholds are still being loosed she talks about you know bodies are still being raised giants are still being slain she talks about god we believe because yes we can see it the wonders are still what you do and it's a declaration of you know the god that i serve is still working in my favor the god that i serve is still you know working and doing things and and moving and he still performs miracles goes and you know and, it, and it's awesome to have a song where you know you are in a way professing god's majesty and his greatness and his power but it's also a reminder to you to be like you know what although you may be going through a tough situation although you may be going through a lot of things in your life personally it's a reminder that god is still active and doing his thing yeah, and I think we all need that reminder that, you know what, we're in this, but we're not in this because, you know, we have nothing better to do. We're not in this because, you know, we're waiting for God to do something. It's like, no, God is an active God. God is a God that is still moving in this time, even though sometimes it can be so hard to see it or so hard to really believe it. But God is still able to you know, to do those things that we think are impossible. And a song like this, you know, just gets people motivated. It gets people encouraged. It gets churches just kind of feeling that sense of revival. And, you know, this was recorded while she was on a tour uh, called Revival. Um, so if you haven't had the opportunity, go check out Tasha Cobb's new song titled This Is A Move. Um, another song that recently has come out is by Kirk Franklin, kind of a trailblazer in the gospel community. And his it's his new song titled Love Theory. And um, I think this is another song, different style. Tasha yeah. Cobbs is more of a worship style. This is more of like, you know, it's Friday, it's the weekend, <laughs> you know, you, you're in your car and you're just, you know, having fun. Um, it's definitely an upbeat song, definitely a motivating song. But if you haven't, you know, checked it out, go check it out. Check out the music video for the song. Um, I think the message behind the music video and the concept is great as well. Um, kind of just showing um, a young man kind of just walking, going through his everyday life and, you know, different people around him kind of singing the song, dancing to the song, lead him to a church where the church is filled with people just worshiping God and singing the song. And I just think it really brings out the focus of the song, which is to love on people, loving people to the point where that in turn leads them to God. And I think a lot of times we're, you know, we can get caught up in, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how, you know, and it's just like living your life in a way where your life is that message. You know, this is not a new concept. We've definitely spoken about this before. Um, but, you know, Kirk Franklin de uh, definitely takes all of those, you know, emotions and all of that and puts it in this song, Love Theory. And, um, you know, it's awesome. You definitely have to go check that out. Yeah, you know, and one of the great things that I like about this song is that, 
many a times when we speak about God's love, it's done in like a worshipy song or it's done in a song um, that's very um, self-reflective. Yeah. And in this and his take on it, because what he speaks a lot, what he is speaking about is the love of God um, is a joyous thing. Like a lot of the times I feel like we forget that, you know, God is love and that God is happy and God is joy and God is enjoyment and, and being out there and, and, you know, not looking so serious and, you know, be, you know, and it's, it's great that, you know, in the, in the music video, it's very upbeat, you know, they have some dance moves and choreography and stuff that's happening um, throughout the video, but it's also, it, it goes beyond that. It's about how they are expressing what they're saying they're very happy about it they're enjoying it's 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 contaminating to see when someone is just so infected by god's love in such a positive way and in such a loving way it rubs off on other people yeah. and and that is how god's love is in our lives and should be in our lives that we are able to just project that happiness of you know what god loves me and i'm so proud i'm so happy and i'm so excited and i just want to share that with the world and mm -hmm. you know show that um everywhere that i go yeah and i think that's something that has been on my mind lately i think is you know the aspect of that joy where you know when you look at the video you see that they're happy they're generally happy and a lot of times you know that joy can be so hard to find or feel and experience in our lives you know with everything that's going on sometimes and every direction we're pulled into sometimes we forget you know the joy of the lord is our strength yes. you know where we're not created to be miserable beings, but, you know, there is a joy that is found in Christ. And a lot of times it's not because, oh, I got a new job or I got this, I got that. A lot of times it's simply I'm saved. Yeah. I'm sane. You know, I haven't gone crazy. God has kept me. God has protected me. I'm still alive. And all of those are reasons to celebrate, reasons to have joy, reasons to project that. And again, like you said, it's contagious. You know, you're happy. You're, you know, surrounded by people that will definitely rub off. And again, when a church comes together and experiences that together, you know, when a church can experience that joy, that love, that happiness in the same way it attracted someone in the video to enter and step foot and be a part of it that happens in real life you yeah. know that's definitely a thing and that's why i think that expressive worship is so important you know i i'm someone who i worship in a very in an expressive way so if i have to do a two-step if i have to do a jump if i have to you know whatever it is you know i just I, i'm just i i profess to god with as much as I can, my gratitude, my love for him, my worship to him. Um, and that's why it's important that some that that we you let loose. Sometimes you have yeah. to let loose in church, you know, and I and I get the idea where certain people have this uh, this belief that, you know, oh, I worship the Lord internally, you know, awesome. Right, right. And, I, and I'm not judging you for that. I'm not saying that you have to, you know, do backflips up and down the aisle to express your your love to the Lord. But sometimes you got to let loose, like make it a welcoming environment, not only to the Holy Spirit to move freely um, during the service, but also that if someone is there and they're new and, you know, they maybe feel like they want to lift their hands up to and worship, but they're not seeing nobody else do it. So they're like, oh, maybe this isn't the type of place to do that but when you allow that freedom for the holy spirit to move for his joy to be just so transparent and tangible uh then you know that is contagious as well so i think it's important express your worship don't be afraid to raise your hand don't be afraid to do a two-step don't be afraid to just shout out to the lord because god glorifies himself through that as well
Yeah, definitely. And again, you don't know what that will cause in someone else and what that'll move and stir in someone else. You know, recently, Kirk Franklin, um, you know, promoting his new single, Love Theory, was on uh, a Christian radio show where he pretty much was talking to creatives. He was talking to artists. He was talking to singers, people that, you know, work in kind of the arts and creativity when it comes to, you know, the gospel and Christian community. And he was pretty much explaining the times that we're living in. Yeah. You know, this is a conversation we've had before where now, you know, it seems like people, um, you know, are more in tune to God are more, you know, accepting of certain things, right. Mm -hmm. When it's presented and delivered a certain way. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, people are more prone to accept a message, um, in a contemporary Christian song where maybe God and Jesus are not, you know, so f at the forefront, right, and mentioned explicitly that way than they are to, uh, you know, respond or react to someone who tells them John 3.16, mm -hmm. you know, and we've seen that there there is that shift where, you know, we find a lot of artists as well are taking that route where, you know, they're finding different ways to express kind of their love to God and express these messages and truths that are all biblical, that have that biblical foundation, but kind of wrapped in a way that people will accept it or, or have the... Uh, We'll, we'll give it a chance mm -hmm. where it's not such a turnoff because we're mentioning God and Jesus and that's something you don't vibe with or connect with. You know, and Kirk Franklin was just speaking on this and, you know, he was saying that the best Bible people will read is your life. Yeah. He says your kindness, your humility, your professionalism will create a platform for you. And once you're on that platform, it will give people the opportunity to ask you about the light that they see in you. Mm -hmm. And that is your moment to pretty much present to them the gospel. That is your moment. Once you have their attention, once you're on this platform, that is the moment to kind of bring it all back full circle and bringing it back you know, and explaining why you are the way you are, you know, why you have that light. And one of the quotes he said was, it begins with how you live public. Uh, I'm sorry, it begins with how you live. When you live publicly, it first begins with who you are privately. Yeah. So it's like what people see is not just, you know, in that moment. It begins with who you are in private. Yes. And, you know, and it's it is a reminder to something that we are all very aware of, which is that actions speak louder than words. So while you can recite 37 Bible verses to an individual, but if your life does not reflect what you're saying, then there, there's a complete disconnect that people are very quick to point out. You know, you if you ever had a conversation with someone who is not a believer, who's an ex-believer or whatever, you know, they're very quick to point out, you know, oh, but that's a contradiction. Oh, but you say this, but you do that. Or, oh, this or that. Um, That's why it's important that our life reflect Christ and that our life reflect what he has called us here to do. And yes, that is a difficult task because we are humans. We have different personalities. We have our own stuff that we're dealing with. You may be tired. You may be you may need a vacation yourself and you know you're a little cranky but that's why it's important uh, for us to just try our best you know we we can't be perfect all day every day but if you have the ability to keep yourself in check do so because there are people that are constantly watching you when you don't you think that people are not looking at you people are always watching and looking at you uh, because there is a distinction that you carry once we have the love of christ in our hearts and that light resonates and and just 
comes out of us you know it's it's not an actual light that we see it's not like i open my hand and that's a flashlight uh but it is something that people are attuned to where there's something different about you let me keep an eye on you to see if i can figure out what it is now whether or not you fail at that it's a completely different uh a scenario but we should try our hardest and our best to you know in everything that we do everywhere that we go that we leave a positive impact yeah, and one of the things I know that we were talking about was the fact that when given this platform, you know, uh, when given this opportunity where then someone asks you, you know, where does your joy come from? You know, what is this light? Why You seem different. You seem this. Making sure that you take advantage of oh, yeah. that opportunity where, you know, it's not like, you know, you're doing something a certain way. You have the strategy to do it, to reach people. You have people's attention. And when given the moment, when given the opportunity to kind of just point back to Jesus, you just, you know. You shy away from you, it. Yeah. You, you yeah. kind of take a few steps back and you don't embrace that moment. So it's just being careful that, okay, maybe you're not so vocal about your faith. Maybe you're not just, you know, all the time preaching to people at your job and, you know, telling them that Jesus loves them and I love you too. Maybe that's not you, you know, but you, you are respectful, you're professional, you're punctual, you're on time, you're nice, you're, you know, respectful. You just show that love to people and you're there for people and all of those things that when they ask you, well, why, you know, are you so happy? Why, you know, don't you participate in these things? Oh, you know, you always speak so nice. You never curse, never talk this way, never do that. You know, that it's not just like, oh yeah, well, my mom raised me well. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That yeah. right there could be an opportunity, you know, at least one opportunity for you to put that foot in the door and just kind of say, well, you know what, as a believer, it's just, it's who I am, uh, you know, and coming up with creative ways to kind of, you know, bring about this message. I think creativity is something that um, Christians need to embrace more. Yeah. You know, I think there are so many ways to, you know, spread the gospel. There's so many ways to communicate a message. There are so many ways to deliver a sermon. There are so many ways to reach people in our everyday lives that I think we get so caught up in, you know, having to give someone a track or having to tell mm -hmm. someone Jesus loves you and I love you too, right? There's nothing wrong with those things. But I think, you know, there's room for growth and yeah. there's room to kind of discover creative and innovative ways to reach people if we know that people you know are you know less accepting if you go at them you know saying things like that or doing things like that then how else could you reach them what yeah. are other ways that you could show them that same love yes. you know that maybe they don't want to hear jesus loves them at the moment but let your life show that let your life prove that where they have no choice but to accept and acknowledge like there really is something about this person. And if it is God, if it is Jesus, like you say it is, then it has to be true because yep. it's evident. And the thing is that it's not rocket science. It's not like you have to get a doctorate degree to figure out how to be innovative or creative or different. You know, right. you just have to ask yourself, am I doing the most? Am I at 100% capacity? Am I really pushing myself? Am I really thinking outside of the box? And when you have those conversations with yourself or with your team or whatever, you tend to realize, you know what, there is something else that we can try. Yes, there is another tactic. There is another way to present it. There is another way uh, to do it that could 
bring us different results. You know, there are things that that a lot of our churches do that do have results, but it's the same result over and over and over again. You know, those results are okay, but now we have to switch it up a bit to see if we can get different results, more impacting results, different different uh, things to happen that would either, you know, edify and feed those that are already there or attract the people that are outside to actually come in as well. Yeah, so our challenge this week for you would be to find a creative way, you know, find a creative way to just, you know, show that love and spread that love and just be that light, you know, where it's not so, let's say, at the forefront or so rehearsed or so scripted, where it's something that really comes from your heart that you take out time to think about how can I reach the people around me? How can I be creative with this message? How can I deliver it, you know, in a different way where people, you know will want to listen yeah. you know and I think sometimes we get so caught up in just traditional ways of doing things and you know having to present a message a certain way and having to evangelize a certain way that we miss so many great opportunities you know that we could have and embrace to really reach people because at the end of the day that's the goal whatever you do whether you're a singer or rapper or, you know a poet whether you write you you know cook whatever it is you know that God has given you it's ultimately to reach people you know to reach lives and to point them back to Christ so I just think that you know that encouragement by Kirk Franklin was very necessary for these times I think you know um it challenges us to be more creative, to think, and that takes planning, that takes preparing, that takes, you know, coming up with different strategies. It takes work, something yeah. that, you know, a lot of times that word kind of, you know, scares people and puts them in a place where they know it's going to be hard, you know, but if we want to see change, if we want to see this move within our churches, within our lives, you know, and it, you know, we're talking on a big scale here, but it could be just something small in your life. Anything you want to see a change in, in your life, if you're doing something and it's not working, there is room for improvement. There is room for creativity, even in something small in your life. Yeah. And it's it, it, essentially what it is, is an investment. You are taking a chance. You're putting in work, you're putting in money, you're putting in energy, whatever it is, uh, into it with the hopes that it'll give you a certain result. And even if you tried something and it didn't give you the result 100% that you were expecting, the experience in itself is something that you should walk away with being proud of, which is we tried it, these things work, these other things didn't work, let's fix it and let's keep moving forward. And I think another important conversation to have as well is um, that if you feel discouraged or you feel like, oh, I don't know what to do, or, or, or you have people around you that feel that way, have honest conversations, straight up ask them. Why is it that you're feeling down? Like, what is it? And, you know, give people the opportunity to express themselves and self-reflect self to see, okay, what's really holding me back? Why is it that I'm not able to move forward? Maybe it's, you know, they tried certain things and they failed and now they feel discouraged. They feel like, you know, they're not going to be able to do it because other things that they tried failed. Maybe it could just be that they weren't, they didn't feel the support. You know, they tried something and either people didn't help them out or people didn't show up. You know, there's reasons as to why certain people feel a certain type of way it could just simply be laziness like oh i'm just tired like my dude you got to shake it off right we're all tired we're all working hard but you know what there's there's a there's a job to do and that is to reach souls that is to be of a blessing to others and we have to figure out how we can do that 
with the lives that we're living, with the responsibilities that you have, with the family that you have, with whatever it is that you're dealing with, you still have to figure out how to do and uh, execute the task that God has given you. So we want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. We are just excited to continue to have these conversations with each and every one of you and just continue to project Christ. Yeah, and like always, we um, you know always encourage you that if you have a question, a comment, concern, anything that you want to share with us, you can follow us across all our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, at God Life Culture Podcast. And um, if you would like to email us, we have our email at godlifeculture at gmail.com. Again, share this podcast with someone that you think will be blessed by it, uh, post about it. And just, again, tune in every Wednesday. We will have a new episode um, with new conversations, new topics, and um, just, you know, fresh content and things to talk about uh, regarding God, life, and our culture. Yep. So thank you so much for tuning in again. We ask you guys to stay encouraged, stay uplifted, and to keep on keeping. Thank you for listening to God Life Culture Podcast. That's God God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.